Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us here on The Rescue, where you will hear Brother Dewey Dewar preaching in the Word of God concerning the last days and events that are in our world today, leading to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Most importantly, that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And now, here is your speaker, Brother Dewey Dwyer. Praise the Lord. You know, I was thinking about something just before we came on. I was thinking about how many millions of people that has the option to talk to you today and have for the past 15, 16 years, so forth. Think of all the millions of people that could have believed the Word of God who had an option. They could either reject it or believe it. Covering almost a third of the world with this broadcast right now. Do you imagine the people who will not believe God? As in Romans 1.18, there's no fear of God before their eyes. The furthest a man can get from God is when he does not fear God. And the Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But the furthest a man can get from God is when he does not fear God. We have a world today that preaches much love of God. Yes, God is the greatest lover that's ever been in this universe. He loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world, condemned the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But he that believeth on his son believeth in his finished works on Calvary's cross and his shed blood that was the sacrifice for you. He that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already. But God made a way that you didn't have to go to hell. But the love of God is not going to save you. It is believing in the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. His blood had to be the sacrifice for you, for me, for anyone and everyone that would believe in his finished works on Calvary's cross and his shed blood. Because his blood was God's blood. The blood that flowed in Jesus' veins came from God. It didn't come from Mary. It didn't come from any other person upon this earth. It was from God. And God took his blood back to the throne, God Jesus, to the throne of God, the Father. And it was made a perpetuation for you and I if we believed in that finished works on Calvary's cross and his blood. See, without the blood, there is no redemption of man because God the Father demanded a perfect sacrifice in order to cover sin. Sin is war against God. Sin is everything that's against God. But the terror of the Lord, people forget that. They just preach the love of God. See, you can love in words and action, but when a price has to be paid, it has to be paid and paid by the proper element and person or it's of no value. 
So Jesus was the only person in this universe that could be crucified. His blood was the only blood in this universe that could pay the price of sin that you could be saved. But in order for you to be saved, you must believe. Like I said before, if you don't believe in his precious blood and his finished works on Calvary's cross, you're going to go to hell. I mean, you're going to go to hell and the lake of fire. Can you get your mind straight and realize that you're going to die and you're going to go to hell because of unbelief? The suffering, the sickness, the sorrow, the pain is not going to go away. Sin has to be paid for. We're looking at some of the judgments of God over in chapter 8 of Revelations. But look what 2 Corinthians in the 5th chapter has to say about the wrath of God and the fearful things that God demands to be paid for sin. He said, knowing, verse 11, knowing therefore the terror. Do you remember when you was a kid and it was an old funny book said the black terror. It gave you chills. Terror. Something horrifying. This is what God's wrath is. God himself, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, three persons, but one God, is a tremendous loving God. But he will and he does demand the payment of sin. Payment for sin. Sin cannot be disregarded. The judgments of God is coming upon our earth now. We're seeing a previews of what tribulation is going to be like. Our world is laughing, joking, working together like a bunch of little ants trying to outdo God, trying to outpay God. You can't pray enough to get to God. You can't say enough to get to God. You can't steal enough to get to God. You can't lie enough to get to God. But you can believe enough. You can believe in his finished works and his shed blood on Calvary's cross. But God said in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we, I'm trying to persuade you to realize you're going to die and without Jesus and trusting in him, believing in his shed works, his shed blood on Calvary's cross, that you're going to go to hell. This is an absolute. We, Persuade men. How do you persuade somebody? Love? Most people don't care whether you love them or not. But the terror, the things that might happen to man, that could happen to you this very moment, your heart quit. You're in hell. You're burning. You're feeling, your taste, your touch, your smell, your see. It's all here in hell are very ungodly people of the world tries to tell you there's no payment for sin. God's a good God. He wouldn't send you to hell. Listen, I want to tell you something. God let his son go to Calvary's cross. Jesus volunteered to go to Calvary's cross to be crucified in the most crucial, most cruel death that's ever been on this earth. God himself did that. Do you really think you can dance yourself into heaven? Do you really think you can pay your way into heaven? Do you think you can escape the terror of the Lord because 
you're just a good guy there ain't no way you're gonna go to hell you're gonna go to the lake of fire unless you listen to the word of God faith come by hearing hearing by the word of God how do you get to a person by showing him the terror of the Lord the fear causes man to do things as I said before when you're going down the road you're driving on your side and here comes some alcoholic or some pothead or, or somebody just had a heart attack. He got on your side and straight at you. What happens to you? Fear sets up in you. Fear of death. But God said don't fear just death. Fear him who can cast you in the lake of fire. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. Hebrews 10, 31. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God when you do not know Him. You cannot know Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, until you believe in His shed blood on Calvary's cross. Believe in His finished works on Calvary's cross. It's one thing to know about it, but there's another thing to understand it. And you can only understand the wrath of God and the love of God when you're a born-again Christian. The wrath of God is the greatest thing. The fear of God is the greatest thing to cause people to come to Jesus because death is the greatest fear that man has. Unless there's something wrong up here. Now, if you're, you have got to a point where you don't fear God, 118, as Romans said, man does not fear God because he doesn't want to fear God. He has a perfect will. He can do as he pleases. But the fear of God is not with people. Romans 1.18 Our world has come to a point where they don't fear until, until they meet this lake of fire. Until, we, until they see this hell head on. You talk about fear. It's coming. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, beginning of knowledge. When you fear what's going to happen to you after death, then it is a motivative system that brings you to the knowledge of God when you will listen. Yes, we've got a world today that just don't worry about the terror of God. They don't believe it. Friends, I'm on for one purpose. To you, lost man, to you, Christian, to try to tell others about the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the terror and the payment for sin that unless you believe, believe in his death, his burial, his resurrection, and believe most of all in that perfect blood that was shed by Jesus Christ. His blood was the propitiation. His blood was your sacrifice. If you don't believe that, you can count on the love of God all through eternity. Say, well, God loves me. God loves me. That's true. But you're going to pay. You're going to pay for every sin you committed on this earth. If you don't receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're going to pay for billions of years. Revelations reveal, shows you the coming of the Lord in chapter 6, all the things that's happening. 
we're over to a place in where it's, it's even more destructive. In the eighth chapter of Revelations, the first trump, third of the earth was on fire, third of the trees was burnt, all green brass was burned. Second trump, third of the ships was sunk in all the ocean. You imagine the oil slicked them? You imagine all the fish that are dead? You, the smell will go all over the world. Billions of fish stinking all over the earth. And a third of the sea became blood. Then, poisoned all the water up on the earth. No drinking water. You let your bucket down to a nice clean well and drag up blood. You turn on your faucet from the city water and it comes out blood. Almost does now anyway. It smells like chlorine as soon as you turn it on. Then the fourth trump. A third of the sun is darkened. A third of the moon. And the stars were darkened. But what's the fifth trump? Here's something tragic is happening. Look at these locusts and these stings. He said the fifth angel sounded. And I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit and there rose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of this smoke. Some like those oil wells over they had years ago in Iraq. You couldn't see the sun or the moon. It's totally covered. But this will be a thousand times worse. And there came out a smoke of locusts. There came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. This is what John saw. What was this? The black helicopters? Was this this little bunch of scorpions we're seeing flying around over your house now? Attacking 21 cities in the United States in a mock of trying to tell you that you might be attacked? Causing total disarray of more than 21 cities in the United States already? Attacking at night? Is this the locust we're going to see coming out of this pit? Is this what's going to happen to our world during tribulation time? Is this a practice session of showing you that the Antichrist is here and he has you under control? And the 666 is here and you're going to take it because that's the only way you can survive. But I'm not going to be here. Neither is any born-again Christian going to be here when this tribulation starts. He who now let us will let until he's taken out of the way. And then the evil ones revealed. He is the Holy Spirit. He indwells every born again Christian. The Holy Spirit's going to take him to heaven. And then you. I'm trying to get you to save your life. It's important that you know what's going to happen to you. The fear of God brings knowledge. The fear of God leads man to salvation because... Man's greatest fear is death and hell and the lake of fire. These scorpions. And out of the smoke came the locusts upon the earth. And unto them was giving power as a scorpion of the earth hath power. Did you ever get stung by oh, a scorpion? You talk about something that really hurts and I mean it can actually kill a small kid. But it'll paralyze your arm all the way with throbbing pain. I mean, it's almost unbelievable how much pain that little old scorpion. But these are big scorpions. He said, 
It was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass. Well, it's a little grass that grows back by this time. It's been burnt off, you know. Of the earth, neither anything that's green. God let it green up a little bit more like it does in spring. Neither any tree, but those men which have not. Have not the seal of God in their foreheads. See, God's going to seal those people who are born again in tribulation time. 144,000 are going to be sealed too. Those who turn to Jesus, these scorpions won't touch them. But you have heard the word of God. Tribulation starts. You're going to believe the Antichrist. You're going to say, what, well, give me that 666. Put it right there. Then I won't have to worry about things. I'll go down to the grocery store and just run my hand underneath there. And I'll just love the 666. You'll do it willfully because you've heard the word of God. You refused it. Tribulation starts. And you're going to go to hell. You say, I won't take the 666. Yes, you will. If you haven't been born again before the tribulation starts, before chapter 6 of Revelations, that could happen right now, then you're going to believe a lie because your eyes are blinded to the Word of God. Your ears won't hear the Word of God. You can't read it. You can't see it. Nobody can tell you how to be saved no more because 2 Thessalonians 2.7-12 describes you perfectly. Lost man, I'm trying to get you to understand that you're going to go to hell and you're going to go to the lake of fire without Jesus. You've got to believe in His shed blood on Calvary's cross and ask Him to come in your heart. You've got to believe that His blood paid the way for you. Believe, believe. Without that, you're going to see these scorpions more likely. Of course, you may be dead and in hell before this even starts because a half of the people upon the earth in the first three and a half years are going to be killed. But you'll like this 666 mark. See how easy it is to go through the, the lines at the drugstores and grocery stores and everything? Slide right through. Next time you won't be doing it. You'll just stick your hand out there. And everything will be paid for. You'll love it because you have refused the Word of God. You have refused to believe in the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he said, these scorpions is not going to touch those in tribulation time that are saved. It won't be you. It'll be those that haven't heard the Word of God. You've heard the Word of God and you refuse it. You're going to believe the lie. You're going to go to hell. There ain't no way around it. And then he said, what happens? And to them it was given that they should not kill these people. Now, scorpion's not going to kill it. But look what? But that they should be tormented, hurt. The scorpion stung your arm and you're hanging around here and it's, it hurts and it burns and it, your mind is just ache and, and constant torment. Not just an hour or two or a day or two. You take all the aspirins you got in the, in the medicine cabinet. You go down to the doctor and he shoots you full of all kinds of dope. Has no effect. The scorpion has stung you and you're tormented, tormented constantly. You said, I wish I could die. I just wish I could die. Can't die. You can't die. Nobody's going to die here for five months because they've been stung by the scorpion that come out of the bottomless pit. To them, it was given to them that they should not kill them, but they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. Man cannot die during this portion of tribulation. And that's the first part. That ain't the last part. It's the first three and a half years. But here's a point of five months 
of total hurting, sickness, and pain like you've never dreamed of. And he said, they shall seek death, but they shall not find it. And death shall flee from them. They have the desire to die, but death will flee from you. You're caught up in a world right now of deception. Our, our airways are full of gospel. Not gospel. Religion. There's only one true salvation. That's the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And His shed blood. His blood is a propitiation. His blood is what paid the price that you could be saved. There is none other. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other way for you to go to heaven except through Jesus' precious blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. It's waiting for you at the throne of God. God's all-present, all-powerful, and all-knowing. He knows every thought you're thinking right now. He knows everything about you. He knows where you're at. God's standing right here with me. He's standing right there with you. He's pleading with you through His precious Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit just a second before we close on this sermon. Over in John chapter 16, you'll notice what God done for you. In chapter 16, there was a, at the time when Jesus arose from the dead, the disciples was asking Him, what, what do we do now? He said, nevertheless, I tell you, verse 7, chapter 16, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient that for you that I go to heaven, go away. If I go not away, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit will not come unto you if I don't go back to heaven. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And verse 8, chapter 16 of John. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. What does reprove mean? Convict you. The word of God telling you that you're going to go to hell if you don't trust Jesus. Convict you of your sins and of the judgment. He said, when he's come, he will reprove the world, you, of the righteousness and the judgment of sin because they believe not. Convict you of your sins, the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm showing you by the Spirit of God the judgments to come. The righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ is here. He's always been righteous. He's trying to get you to go to heaven. The Holy Spirit is trying to tell you about Jesus and the sin. It'll have to be paid for. Are you going to pay it? The Holy Spirit today is trying to tell you, convict you of your sins. And the judgments I'm reading to you revealed in Revelations. Verse 10. Of the righteousness because Jesus said, I go to my Father, Father God, and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world, Satan, because of the sin of the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but I cannot bear them now. How be it? When the spirit of truth has come, he will guide every born-again Christian, every lost man. He will guide you to truth. You have the option to believe it or not believe it. Guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, 
that shall he speak and he will show you things to come I'm showing you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you're going to go to hell but if you don't trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior the time is here it's up to you you want to go to hell you're going you're on your way lake of fire. Why? Because you will not believe. Believe in the precious blood that was shed on Calvary's cross by Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. Believe it. Believe it with all your heart and soul. Believe it and then pray to God. Say, dear God, I believe. He knows your heart. I'm willing to turn my life over to you, Jesus. I believe in your death, your burial, your resurrection, your precious blood. Your precious blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. I believe you rose from the dead for me. I trust you as my Lord and Savior. I trust in your precious blood. Jesus, come into my heart. I give you me. Friend, if you believe what you prayed, God said to you in John 6, 37, Him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. Do it today. Save your life.
It seems like forever And your night of confusion Has been oh so long Your ship has lost anchor And the storm's got you drifting But the night's almost over So ride out your storm Ride out your storm God's right there with you You may not feel him Oh, but you're not
She said, my brother, all my life I was raised up in church Sang in the choir, even paid my tithes But somehow or another I just had to try the world And I did And being hard-headed I followed my so-called friends And I got myself in so much trouble And my soul was in such misery And I began reading Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 21st the 22nd verse. And that's when I fell on my knees and confessed. I said, Father, I am weak. I'm weak. Thou art strong. But from my weakness, Father God, I've done wrong. Since I turn aside, have come and gone. Now my soul, my soul is in misery. And right now, Lord, I'm willing to confess all of my sins to thee. I began to read Romans 10, 9. And I told God to take me back and try me one more time. And he answered my prayer. Now, if you are one that your parents have taught you about Christ, but when you grew up, got a little beside yourself and went back into the world. But mothers and fathers, you don't have a thing to worry about because Jesus said, train a child the way it should go. And when it is old, it will not depart. Then say one stray, you know, we'll all have made mistakes. But when that child comes to a cross, Road in life, they'll remember everything you told them. They'll say, Father, I confess all of my sins to thee. Then merciful God will open up his loving arms. He'll take that child back. God knows he'll try them one more time. I hear that child saying to God right now, Father, I am weak. I'm weak. Merciful Father, in the name of Jesus, take your child back, take me back, Lord, and try me one more time. And that child kept on saying, in the name of Jesus, 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 try me, Lord, one more time. And God show after that child's prayer. Matthew 24 And Jesus went out, and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him, for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. 
and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars, and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in divers' places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same, shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house, neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender, and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. 
but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day, when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When I see leaves falling, I know winter's coming. When flowers are blooming, I know there's a spring. For the seasons abide by the word he has given. Now signs are appearing for Jesus to come. I'm looking for Jesus, my soon coming King. I know He's returning like a bird on a wing. It may be at morning, but he may come tonight. I want to be ready to go, let my soul take its flight. The trumpet will sound for the joy of that moment. My soul hears his footsteps, and I look toward the sky. My heart beats with rapture as the Spirit speaks to me, saying, Lift up your head, for my coming is nigh. 
I'm looking for Jesus, my soon coming King. I know He's returning like a bird on the wing. It may be at morning, but He may come to My soul take its flight. I want to be ready to go. Let my soul take its Heaven, such glorious beauty everywhere. Heaven, there's no other place that can compare. Heaven, God's glory fills the air. Heaven, there'll be no more pain and sorrow there. Heaven, no more sickness and death, nor despair. Heaven, the Lamb of God sits on His throne chair. Heaven is the eternal home for the saints the Lord has prepared. If you're on the road to nowhere, separation from a holy God is a living nightmare. Your life may seem hopeless, but Jesus cares. Jesus understands, and He is aware. That's why the cross He did bear. He wants you to become His kingdom heir. Can you trust and believe in the Lord today? If yes, then pray the sinner's prayer. Father in heaven, I know I'm a sinner and have sinned against you. And my sins have separated me from you. Please forgive me for my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with all my heart that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died on the cross of Calvary that I can be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe Jesus rose from the dead. And I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Savior and my Lord. I repent of my sins and I will live and worship you all the days of my life because your word is truth. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And right now, I am born again. I am saved, and I am cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus. 
in Jesus' name. Amen.